there's like 20 people that listen to this mm. at most, so. On a good day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's all. 20 is good. We're growing. Hey, it's just fun. Right? More yeah. for the members, just to, like to feel the community and get to know people that you maybe never see. Yeah. Like, they, see they see you every Saturday walking in. They don't know who you are. So yeah. like since the pandemic, we haven't been able to meet as a church. Okay. And so Facebook live stream on Sunday morning, uh, Facebook live stream on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. uh, of all things called Tuesdays with Tim, which <laughs> let me just say two things. I hate the name <laughs> and I hate doing it. Oh, but well, why I hate doing it is because you're just looking at yourself in your phone. You have no idea with lights that my daughter got. Yeah. Yep. So it's very unnatural feeling to me. Um, but we're, we're stunned at just how many people watch Tuesday night that are there live or follow up. Yeah. You know, and it started to just be a thing with people in our church so we could stay connected. And now, you know, Jeff from our core class watches every Tuesday night and participates. Kelly and Ryan very early on when they were struggling with the yeah. distance and the separation, they were watching. Um, so it's just funny because then they'll, I'll come in and they'll go, we just love June, who's my mom, because it's not just Tuesdays with Tim, it's our it's my family at the kitchen table. So Deb's there, and my mom's there, my daughter, my granddaughter. I'm going to watch Tuesdays so with I'm Tim. Saying, I'm saying it's just funny because you go, who's I'll do gonna, it. Yeah, who's going to watch this? Who's going to watch it? Yeah. And, then, and then somebody will just send you a text and say, boy, last week that really helped me. I needed that, yeah. And so if it's one, so. Hey, right. Do you enjoy person. doing it? Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> I don't right. care who listens. I just like talking. I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. You would be you <laughs> would be you. good in my family. That was perfect. We'd be all competing for the for the oh, limelight. My sister came in from Iowa last night. They didn't come in over the holidays because of the pandemic. And then their son got home from college and he had COVID. Mm. So they couldn't come in. My mom lives with us. She's eighty four. Great health. But they didn't come in. So she hasn't been in for like three months, my sister. And my other sister lives five minutes from me. I'm telling you, if you take a breath, you've lost your speaking opportunity. <laughs> and my wife was just talking about the dynamics. Uh, you, you've seen the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm. My family's the Greek family. My wife's family is the English family. Oh, who no. You don't talk. There's classical music being played while you're eating your meal. Yeah. And at ours, it's just the opposite. a free for all. So my wife, quiet demure kindergarten teacher came into this crazy and it was just exhausting she would go like she didn't know what she goes you know there's more conversations going on than people in the room so you would fit Uh, hey you just fight your way in can i pop in on a tuesdays with him uh you know what tonight's um because suzanne's in the whole clan will be together. Ooh. My brother, my sisters, all of their family, <laughs> grandkids. Nice. So wow. they'll all be there tonight. That's and awesome. my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, so we're we're celebrating her birthday on top of that. So yeah. Whew. All right. You just jump in. I am. I will. I'm just gonna <laughs> track your phone, creep to your house. <laughs> you know what? Now that I say this, I think I could do a Tuesday with Tim with you guys. Because I have guests every once in a while. Really? I have guests and let's do it, Andrew. Networking. Yeah, so we're connected with the church on the south or the yeah, the southwest side of Rockford called Victory Outreach. And when the protest started, Deb and I went to William and Carla's house and we did a Tuesday night 
with Tim from there. Okay. And then that following Sunday morning, because we were still online, we did it from Victory Outreach. Um, so, you know, you can, like, that's the freedom of this, right? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I mean, that would like, be so cool for me to introduce you guys as health experts and interview you. See, I love that. Man, I feel like that I expert. love. Oh, man. That oh. I love. And for Own me, it. for oh. me to let two of my worlds intersect is cool. Is really That's why cool we're excited to have me. you on here. Yeah, it's really cool for me to do. And ladies and gentlemen, that is, well, actually, I don't know your whole name. I only know him as Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Kiefer. I'm here with my special co host, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm great. And yeah, we're here with Pastor Tim. You know, a friend of ours from CORE next door, so we're just, you know, wanted to talk to him. He's got some an exciting background, kind of combination, like you said, of two worlds. So, Tim, you know, like we've already been talking for a little bit, but like tell anyone who may be listening, you know, who you are, what you do by day, and then we can talk about what you do at night. Okay. Or actually, the mornings, <laughs> I guess. Or, or whatever. He's yeah. basically Batman. Um, my name's Tim Ramsden, and uh, I'm a pastor at a church called Community Bible Church. Uh, fairly small, maybe 150 people. Um, it is a non-denominational church, um, but I grew up Baptist, and when I say Baptist, I mean like fundamental Baptist, mm. um, and still hold uh, tightly to the beliefs that I grew up with, but uh, I think a lot more relaxed uh, <laughs> than than I than I would have been in the churches that I grew up with. Uh, love and adore them. Learned a lot from them. Um, but my goal in uh, helping plant a church is, is what my wife and I came to do, uh, was to reach people who were not in church and to try and figure out the reasons that they weren't. And um, I think we found some of those. So most of the people in our church um, have no church background, um, which is interesting. It's... Uh, it's a great combination. I like that. I feel probably more nervous. Uh, my brother pastors with me, oh, and uh, he is what we would say is the teaching pastor, the Bible teaching pastor. Like he's <laughs> the Bible scholar between the two of us. Um, they don't know what to say. My title is so they call me the relational pastor. Um, but Steve feels more comfortable in a room full of longtime Christians because he's a Bible teacher. I feel a little nervous in the room with a right you know, um, and feel, uh, I feel a lot more comfortable with what I call my barbarians who are my friends who may be Christians, maybe not, may have walk in a faith, may not walk in a faith, uh, but are moving through life. And, uh, I love being around them relationally. Uh, I'm married to Deb and she is a kindergarten teacher and, uh, she loves it. She walks into the room and lights up, gets energy from it. I walk into her classroom in about five seconds. I want to pull my hair out. Does they lose your hair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have two kids, a daughter, Sarah, and a son named Matt. And um, uh, they're, they're incredible. We love being around them. I also have one granddaughter, and she's 13 years old. And uh, I have never had to say no to her yet. So she's 13. So. Well, the day will come, right? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm really trying to hold off and let her parents do that whole no thing. Be the um, yes man. Yeah, I am. Cool grandpa. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what best. I'm trying. That's yeah, the that's best. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that's a little, little yeah. bit about me. That's my day job. Yeah. So, like, you know, I was interested in talking to you so much because well, we met next door at Core Jiu-Jitsu, and I was like, 
man, this, and I remember we rolled one time. I'm like, man, this guy can hold me. Like, I, he's I'm I'm younger than him and I'm heavier than him, but man, he can squeeze me. Like, well, maybe he wrestled in high school or something. And I and I asked you, and your answer like astounded me. Like, oh, I didn't wrestle, but yeah. he had a previous like uh, you know foray into uh, combat sports. Yeah, um, I did wrestle one year way back, and um, I was 15 at the time and a freshman in high school, and uh, wrestled one year at East High School, and um, and it was great. Uh, but my parents were really concerned about my life choices at that point, which weren't weren't great, and so they moved me from that school into a private Christian school, and that's a whole <laughs> another story. But um, I feel like I, I got wrestling or combat sports taken away from me at that point. Never ventured back into it until I was about 50 years old and uh, was training at a gym. Uh, I had my two nephews with me. They're twins. Um, I saw a class going on, and it looked like a wrestling class or something like a wrestling class. And I said to them, hey, let's go in. Let's take that class. And, uh, or they would be good for you to take the class. And they said, well, we'll go in if you'll go in. So went in, was introduced at that time to mixed martial arts. I had no idea what it was. Um, but uh, the instructor of the class was a longtime police officer in Rockford, uh, Aurelio De La Rosa, and he had started a program called uh, De La Rosa Submission Wrestling, DSW. So I went in and I, I loved it. I loved the contact of it. I loved the training of it. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years. And then um, Aurelia looked at me one day and he said, you're thinking about it, aren't you? And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, you're thinking about, you're thinking about doing a cage fight, aren't you? And I said, wow, how, like I haven't even said that out loud to my wife or anybody else. And he said, I can see it in your eyes. And he said, if you're serious, we, you know, we got to train because yeah. you're no spring chicken. <laughs> and, um, so that started just a fun episode in my life that uh, I got in my 50s, starting at 52, I got five MMA fights in, five cage fights in. And um, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you about it, Andrew. It was, it was like so fun. There was, there was nothing that wasn't fun about it. It was fun being in the room with the guys and the girls that were training. Um, it's fun getting smashed in the face. You know, I wondered about that, Lauren. Like I've <laughs> said this to you. That's my biggest thing. I know. Yeah, I've said this to you that I it think intrigues me. But when you get hit, yeah. it decides a lot. And um, okay. I think most people find they're they're surprised that it it's not worse than it is. Okay. And I just need to find someone to hit me. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There I you got go. You. Yeah. I, I know Andrew will. <laughs> He's man. I gotta tell you, early today, this guy's got it out for me. He just hit me with jabs left and right, calling me names, verbal, verbal jabs, making fun of me. <laughs> Tell me I'm stinky. <laughs> so it's all about, well, physically, it's all about bar body hardening. This is about you emotionally uh, My emotional hardening. side is, yeah, it's, 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 it's toughening for sure. Yeah, yeah. I digress. Okay, yeah. so the cage is awesome. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I think it isn't, uh, um, I saw on, I think ESPN.com just did a, an article on Spencer Fisher, who, mm. if people don't know, one of the original uh, UFC fighters. And he lives in Iowa, so he would come in regularly to our gym and, Spe special training, that kind of thing. And yeah. he knew I had a fight coming up and he said, I'm going to tell you something really important, Tim. You're not going to remember it till the day afterwards. <laughs> but <clears throat> there's a moment where they lock the cage and the fight's about to begin and you can hear it locked. <laughs> and he said, it could be like a prison door being closed or it could be like 
an adventure land that now you get to Locked be in, in there. let's go. He said, you won't remember till the next day. And then you'll remember either thinking, what am I doing here? Or, oh man, I get to do this. This is real, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was exactly what he said. I didn't remember until afterwards. And so I love that. I love the competition. Um, I don't know. As a pastor, it was just a different world. I was in my 50s, for one thing, at that time. <laughs> um, and it's wild. Like, if you've ever been to a fight night, there are some elements that are not good. They're not healthy. I mean, it can be a very dark place. Violence, uh, alcohol, drugs, you know, like people not appreciating each other. So, Andrew, I mean, you looked at me like... Oh, well, I was... <laughs> I mean, it was just like, wait, is this... Wait, day job, cage fighter at 50? I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Who is this man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it was you or John that day that said, how do you, how do you balance it? How do you balance that out? Or how do you justify it? Justify it. Yeah. Which I've been asked that uh, several times. Um, And I really don't try and justify it because there is violence that goes on with it. Um, So what I would say is two things. One, the very first gym I was a part of was primarily made up of cops and cons. And the cops were there, obviously, to train because it's their profession. Yeah. Uh, the cons many times were there because it gave them a much better outlet for whatever was churning inside them. Mm-hmm. It was more of a productive outlet. And I would sometimes I would sit back when I would look at the class and I would see cop con, cop con pairing up <laughs> and sp- sparring with each other or grappling with each other and... Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, my world would get turned upside down in it too, in that, you know, a cop would say, Hey Tim, you know, we're, we're having a party at my house Friday night. I know you and Deb, you know, you're not into that whole thing, but we'd want you to come. And then before I would leave one of the, one of the cons who had come into a spiritual place in prison would say, hey, don't leave, I got a question. They'd pull out their Bible study and say, I'm stuck on this verse. And I'm thinking, okay, so you have this police officer that, I mean, we all look up to. Um, You have this con that I think a lot of people in our community would look down on. Mm -hmm. And, and, And God would turn my world upside down. I would see both, I would see a different view. I would see from a different perspective. And, um, man, that just, that, that loaded me up in a good way, you know. The second thing I would say about it is um, you'll know when you come in whether you have that in you or not. Uh, but I found out during the pandemic, if I don't compete, not, not, not for the competition, but just grapple, just the physical resistance of another person, um, I started to feel an undercurrent inside me. I don't, you, you guys would know what I'm talking uh-huh. about when you're, when you don't get your workout in. Yeah. Something doesn't seem settled. And I tried doing other workouts right. and they were good and helpful, but until I made contact, um, I, it didn't. So I would say, I think some people are wired for that. Um, just talking about police officers, I think everybody has honor in their heart and everybody has concern in their heart. I think police officers have honor and concern. They're wired to a higher level. And so when I would run away, they're running too, right? Yep. So that doesn't make sense to me when I see first responders do what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, Lauren, if I come in and you're working out and you're doing a mad workout, 
there would be people that would walk in here and say, I don't get that. Right. Like nothing in them would understand it. Like, no, thank you. But when I'm in a room full of people who are into combat sport, you don't, you don't need an explanation. Like you don't need. So, and then it puts me in contact with people who are from different parts of the world than me. And that's like the diversity is, is so cool. And that is very different. I think than even at Oak, like, you know, I, I've been in the, the fitness industry my whole life and there is a per type of person that comes and, yeah. and, and that kind of surrounds us here. But at jujitsu, I find that's not the case. It is so many walks of life that it's are bizarre. drawn to that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the, the type of person that wants to do Oak fit and, and things like that, like it, I can't say that no, they're not all different. Right. But yeah. it's just it's easier for me to kind of put my thumb on like, oh, you're that type of person. There's yeah. like, you know, stereotypes, I guess. In jiu-jitsu, it's like, what? And you, like Andrew's saying, it's intimate. You get rolling with someone and you find things out about, you have conversation and, you know, you come to a class sometimes, of like a strength training class or something. And it's, you can very easily be in, be out. But when you're that human contact and that, and, and, and interacting in that way, it's a different level. So I've just, it's been intriguing to, to get to know. That's good that you said that. Like that defines it for me even yeah. more that I don't know that I've ever taken the thought process that far. Okay. But I do know when you exert hard mm-hmm. against somebody who's exerting hard against you, Yeah. that's, that's one thing, but it builds a caring about the other person does. that goes farther than just their physical exercise or their level of jujitsu or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so this would be a good spinoff to me. Um, f- probably the first two years, nobody knew that I was a pastor initially. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't in the gym say Pastor Tim. Did you, did you keep it under wraps? Um, I don't know that we ever intentionally did it. Um, I, I don't know that that was it. It's just it come to up. them, whether I, you yeah. know, I was in my 50s, they were in their early 20s. It's just Tim who comes and trains with us. Yeah. But you could, I could always tell when they found out that I was a pastor, um, because it would it would be something like this. They would say, um, I, "I'd be getting ready to leave," and they'd grab their stuff, and we'd be walking to the parking lot together, and they'd be going uh, quietly, like almost shyly, you know, nervous, and they'd say, "Hey, is it true that you're you're a pastor?" <laughs> and uh, and I would say, uh, "Yeah, yeah, it is," and they would. It never failed. They would say, well, first of all, let me just apologize for my behavior, not knowing. Everyone always says that. <laughs> Which, to me, that was one of the good things about not them not knowing. Because I really do want people just to be themselves. Yeah. That's that's the most authentic who they are, you know. Right. But they also loved and respected me. And they didn't want to do things that, in their mind, would be offensive to me. Um, so they would apologize, and then we—I'd have to go through the whole conversation. Listen, you don't have to apologize. If, if if any of us have any apologizing to do, it's it's to not living our full life, you know, with God. And um, so then they'd get past that. But then it would build, it would grow. They would have curiosity. I never had to initiate any spiritual conversations. Yeah, they would always uh, come to a point where they would ask me things. And um, so at one point we had a Bible study after which just is the most hilarious thing because I call it a Bible study. None of them had Bibles and none of them had a Bible background in any way. So yeah. we would meet in a locker room after, just after training. So sweat, blood, yeah. wraps still on hands. <laughs> and we would go into conversations and I would read just a small section of scripture and they would just, you could just see their eyes open up. It says that. And then they would start going into conversation and you 
they would expose their soul really quickly in this because of what we had done on the mat already, you know? So Lauren, I mean, I think you hit right on the head that there's an, a depth of relationship that happens quicker. Um, and I'm surprised by that. Like you, I've been involved in sports, you know, at some level, but this one does a different thing. It is, it Um, is. And here in the gym, it's, it's me against me and how hard I can work. There's camaraderie. I maybe have a partner or, you know, it's joint suffering, if you will, but it's, it's definitely not the same. And it's funny. This just reminded me probably a month or no longer than that maybe two or three months into, into going to core. There's one that we're all hanging out and chatting and it was like uh, Kelly and coach and they were kind of hanging out. And I just went to say bye and just slipped out like Freudian slip. I was like, love you guys. Bye. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And Tommy's like, wait, 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 can I talk to you about this? Yeah. <laughs> Cause he, he's, he was doing some spiritual stuff and like reading some books mm-hmm. and he's like, I just want to know, like, do you like, are you someone who like says the word I love you frequently or easily? And I'm like, Quite honestly, I'm a little embarrassed right now. I don't know why I said that. If we could just not talk about it. Let's just back yeah, up 30 just, seconds I'm and just, act. Bye. Yeah. And I was like, no, it just, it, like you're saying, like it does. It, it just comes out and you really can't explain it. Yeah. And it, it's beautiful. But um, I, I have the same issues with my family. Uh, weekly, if not monthly, my family asks me to stop doing jujitsu. They think it's manly. They think it's um, too aggressive. My 92-year-old grandma sat me down at Christmas and said, come here, Lauren, come here. Yeah. And, you know, puts her hand on my knee and she goes, you need to stop that jujitsu stuff. <laughs> Scare the living daylights out of me. Hey, at least she calls it by the right name and not calls it like that karate I know, she did know. Like she did That's know. pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and I go, what, what do you mean, grandma? And she said, well, it's just, uh, it's just you shouldn't be doing that. It, uh, no, she was born in like 19, whatever, do my 20s. math, 20-ish, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a different world to her. But I was like, it's the first time the whole no thing. I've never said no to my grandma, I don't think. And I was like, grandma, this is something I'm not stopping. Like yeah. it has, has fundamentally changed my life in the past year in, in ways I can't even describe just the, some of the stuff we've talked about. And uh, I was like, I'm sorry. I love you. You can have your thoughts on it, but um, it means something to me and you won't ever understand it because obviously she's never going to do it. Um, and that's okay. Like uh, you don't have to, you don't have to understand. Yeah. I mean, I, my dad, his his dad, my grandfather and his two brothers, traveled around back in the day from city to city boxing and wrestling. And they would give people $50 if they could beat them. Oh, my gosh. And, what? And so you guys, I mean, you're looking at me physically. You know I'm no giant. Yeah. Right? I'm five, six, and three quarters. Yeah, give, give, give the listeners a visual. Yeah. <laughs> five, six, and three quarters by the best doctor that I've ever <laughs> been to. And I'm tall in my family. Okay. So you can imagine... Uh, my dad's a Canadian. When I would go up as a kid, they would say, man, you're, you're just so skinny. When are you going to put some muscle on? Yeah. And even as an adult, they're just, you know, bumping me. Their biceps are my tr- thigh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think there's some connection there, you know. Uh, but then in high school, moving out of wrestling and then going to college to prepare to be a pastor, um, it really took me away from that. Yeah. And so for me, I feel like God gifted it back to me when I could hand, when I could keep it in perspective. Because mm-hmm. my freshman year in wrestling, I did really well for a freshman. And for never having wrestled before, did really well. Yeah. Um, and I always wondered what it would have been like, you know, if I could have continued doing that kind of thing. But, man, I got so self-focused during that time and so, I think, full of myself, arrogant, and uh, when 
when it was gifted back to me, it wasn't like I could, I remember my son saying, man, dad, I'm glad you discovered this in your fifties because you probably would have left the ministry to do this in your twenties. Love it so much. So he was saying, you know, I'm glad you're at a place where you get, you're forced to keep it in perspective, you know? So like the cage stuff, I would have never believed that. And I would take it in like, um, the last fight that I did was at BMO. Mm. Uh, so it was big. Yeah. And we're walking out and your team could walk out with you. Oh, cool. And I had this song, uh, you get to pick your walkout song. So I had picked this uh, song, Our God is an Awesome God. And I was taking in the words as I was walking, thinking, who gets to do this? <laughs> like, who gets surrounded by people that I love that came from all walks of life? Walking to this cage with, if you got there at five, I think, and bought a table seat, you got beer free for five to six. So they're toast by the time I'm coming out, you know. <laughs> um, my dad was at that fight. It's the only fight that he came was able to come to. You know, my dad and brother were there. Um, and I just thought when I'm taking in that song, I can't believe this. Like I, I had friends from the suburbs that are pastors uh, that came in to watch this and they're like we've known you forever and we're going who are you yeah who is this you know guy? Yeah. and i was thinking it's not who are you this is like i get to do this right like i get to do this andrew when i roll with you in there and you've only been doing jujitsu for how long now uh six months six months i think how would i have ever gotten to know andrew if it weren't this you know um so that's a that's a gift not just the exercise yeah. and not just the learning which is forever learning but the relationships that get established. So when I started doing the cage fighting thing, um, I also have a passion for helping in Haiti. And um, I'd done some trips and uh, a couple guys heard about it and they said, can we go to Haiti with you? And I go, man, I'd love it if you'd go to Haiti. And they go, now listen, on this God thing, we're telling you that's not our belief system, you know, but we will go down and help people. And so I took a bunch of tattooed beard, full beard guys down to Haiti and, and Haitians, they're not real keen on tattoos. Yeah. It's a little too voodooish, voodoo-ish for them. Yeah, witchcraft. And, yeah. and beards. And so there would be almost this, you know, this, these fighters are looking at these Haitians. Yeah. And these Haitians are looking at these fighters. By the end of the week, <laughs> I just could not believe, you know, the interaction and uh, we've done houses down there. We, we did a school, which was really cool. Um, but I think how does, again, we're back to those worlds crossing yeah. over, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, some of those fighters, um, have made different choices in their life. Now they've made some spiritual choices. So I jokingly say, uh, they are part of our church family and I have them usher because they're pretty hard looking dudes. And if you don't <laughs> give enough, I, let them pass it back down. That's right. Um, Pump the crowd. <laughs> but again, like I, I've been able to do weddings, been there when their kids were born, you know, like it's just a blast. Yeah. I, I just like walking in that day. I think, man, God, this is like, what a gift, you know, you've given to me. So I love that. Thankful for genetics. Um, thankful for a wife that allows me to keep working out. Oh yeah. You know, definitely. Um, but I, I don't know. It's cool. And um, I, I think your, your family's not going to be happy with me if I encourage you to take that next step along the way of not just jujitsu, but oh, stepping into a cage. A cage? Oh, my gosh. My brother-in-law would be thrilled. He's, uh, he, he was, um, what's it called? Well, he boxed, but there's 
Golden Gloves. Oh man. Yeah, he was a, he was really 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 good boxer, and then he got married and had kids, and now he's a dad, and he's okay with that. But that whole world yeah. again. I said this to Andrew. You think about just jujitsu. You could spend a lifetime and yeah. not learn it all. Go to Muay Thai. You could spend a lifetime. Go to kickboxing. Go to boxing. Yep. Uh, go to wrestling. Uh, so I love it because it's forever learning. Yeah. And um, I get, for me spiritually, I learn a lot of spiritual things through physical stuff. Yes. So, you know, uh, every coach I go to says, Tim, relax. <laughs> Stop fighting this. Yep. Well, how many times have we been in positions that if you oh, keep yeah. fighting, you just get exhausted and stay in the position where if you relax, yep. calm yourself, breathe. So, you know, it takes me into, oh, so this is why God says rest in me. You mm -hmm. know, this is why he says, uh, just take a breath. Right. You know? So I do love that. I do get a lot of reverse information. You'd think it'd be spiritual first and then physical, but it's usually in my case, physical and then spiritual. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's crazy. I talked to coach about that a couple times of, uh, like I said, like it ha really has fundamentally changed my life and my understanding of me and, and who I am and weak areas in my life that I needed to work on that are, are brought out uh, multiple times. I, I, I'm normally pretty good at things the first mm -hmm. time I try them. I, you know, I, I, I'd say that humbly, like it, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I love that. I, I pick up on things quick. Jiu-jitsu is hard and it challenges me and it is, it's the first, it's the first new thing I've tried to learn in my adult life. That, that was weightlifting, pop, um, right. cleans and snatches and things. But once I mastered that and continued that, I never really tried anything brand new. Mm -hmm. So at, you know, 29 to try something that I had never done, um, so humbling. And there, and there are moments that I just so frustrated with not being good or getting it perfect <laughs> right away. I want to cry. Yeah. Like, and I hate that because it sounds like a girly thing or whatever, but just like sheer just, oh, why yeah. can't I get this? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I was going to say, you, you have that when you – we start getting that emotional response. Now exactly. you're invested into wow. it. Right? Wow. right? It's different. Like, so like I, I wrestled for one day in sixth grade. <laughs> hour never, and a half practice. It. I wasn't like, it wasn't my sport. Then, yeah. then I joined the math team, like went the other way, <laughs> right? Went pure intellectual. <laughs> like years ago when I started uh, my first uh, CrossFit gym, I started at the front half of it was a judo school. Oh. Now looking back, like man, I wish I would have had. Uh, oh, I can't. Yeah. I wish I would have. I would have just like jumped in for some judo and learned some of that because yeah. had that opportunity, but never had interest in any kind of like combat or martial yep. arts sport. Yeah. And then now I've been here for you know a couple of years, and like core's been there next door, and I've seen yeah, people yeah. and Adam join. And then once you and Matt join, I'm like, all right, I'll go try this thing. <laughs> and I didn't think like at first I was like, ah, whatever. And like I've seen all these other personalities online that like jujitsu's kind of blown up, and like. Now it's like it's a weird thing that like, I really enjoy like that like interesting like human versus human struggle, but also like supporting each other the same way because like even though like I'm trying to best you, yep. After that clock dings or after the drill, like hey, do this, do that. You you could do this better, and it's like right. it's this weird like competition but support net, and it's just. Well, yeah. you guys have thought this through way more than me. Oh, yeah. If I thought I was a caveman before, now I'm oh, really yeah. feeling like a caveman because, Andrew, that that's way thought through compared to me. I, I mean, I've never thought about the pushing in, but also the helping at the same time, you know. Um, and so it's it's a mutual thing. It's mutually beneficial. And I can see it on your face. Um, both you and Lauren, Matt, same way. You came into this with... Um, good physicality already. You came in. 
Um, and yet every good jujitsu person says it's about technique, not about yeah. anything else. So it's, am I willing to start, you know, crawl, walk, run? Bottom am of I, the barrel. <laughs> am I willing to start, start there? Now, because of your athleticism, I think you'll grow quicker. Yeah. And because of your focus and really just listening to the two of you now, because of your thought process, because I do think, uh, like here's, here's a difference to me in MMA and, um, no gi jiu-jitsu and gi jiu-jitsu which is what we do at core um <clears throat> i think in mma you can punch your way through a lot of stuff or punch your way out of a lot of stuff and so just if you have that barbaric gene Drive, in your brain yeah. you know yeah. um that'll help then you get to gi or no gi jiu-jitsu and that caveman mentality still can help you know because there's less friction less yeah. you can't grab anything but when you get to I'm telling you, I've been in it now three years, um, and the first two years, every time I would drive here, I would say, why are you doing this? You hate this. And it was because it slowed everything down, and it actually made me think, and it made me do details, which okay. I, I hate details. Interesting. I, I see, that's why, I like, like and it. I think I've mentioned to you, like, I, I have no interest in, well, I, I don't want to do MMA. I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, like no gi, like I did a little bit. I'm like, ah, this doesn't feel like. I like the gi because like it's forcing me to build those techniques and have the positions and have grips. Like, yeah. if I if I don't do this like detailed oriented like style, I'm gonna get beat. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's forcing me to focus on skill development instead I of love, just using my athleticism. I love that you're starting on that end and working your way. I think that probably is the smartest way to do it because you learn the details and then. You know, if it's already in you, the caveman will come out when you need it. That's Warren. You know? She can have the cage fight. Yeah. <laughs> so to, oh, me it's, to me, it's a perfect blend of intellectual and physicality. There's not much time for me to think performing a heavy snatch. Yes. I maybe think before or whatever, but it, not to the degree at which you're you're constantly thinking on the mat. And if anyone listening's watched The Queen's Gambit, she she plays chess on the ceiling and pictures yeah. the moves and is like playing the game out in her head and that's what I think about in jujitsu like you're in a position and you're thinking what do I want to do next but you're wondering what they're going to do and maybe everyone doesn't try to think that many steps ahead but I'm a very very like intellectual side of my brain overpowers most of my others and it can be bad because the coach is like just do it and I was like yeah. no but I want to do it right and he's like Lauren stop thinking hop over them like this Lauren just hop. Like yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it can get in the way, but um, I, I love I love that challenge, and I think that's to your point what brings out the emotional side because it is so physical, intellectual, spiritual, commute like commute yes. relational. It's it's just yeah, there's nothing like it. Well, yeah. it's hard, and like for you, like it, it sucks to fail. Everyone, no one likes to fail, right? And yeah. it's hard to like get around that. Like right. I steal this quote from a cartoon all the time. It's uh, you have to suck at something before you be <laughs> before you be can't before you can be okay at yes. something, yeah. right? And it's like, and then it's like you suck, then you're okay. Oh, I've totally accepted. That. And then you're like, maybe good. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah like, not just accept, but embrace. Like you yeah. actually have. This has probably forced me to embrace uncomfortable things. Oh yeah. Physically, and and learn like. Uh, I mean, I just can't tell you how. I said this to you, my striking coach, my first striking coach, Johnny Cantu, said uh, <clears throat> he held his hand up above his head and he said, here's crap, Tim. And then he held his hand down to his waist and he said, this is where you're at. And he Below said, crap. if you ever get to here, if you ever get to crap, we'll have a party. We still haven't had that party. So he he didn't have a lot to work with when it came to striking, you know. Um, so I love that. I love that you guys, like, 
man, you guys are really good at articulating. If I ever ever have an idea for a book, I'll tell you and then just leave it with you. Done. And then you guys we'll can just it. you guys it. can just do yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but then core's next door. But at some point, like Andrew, you had to make the you had to walk across the hall from oak to yeah. core. I had to walk across the hall from core to oak. Right. Um, so for me, that part was, um, I've, I've had a couple trainers before at different times, different, probably every decade I have a trainer for a season, you know? Um, and then I like working out. Um, my, probably the easiest part is to lift heavy, yeah, but only a few reps. Right. Right. Very similar to jitsu, right? Like make it hard, make it gritty. (laughs) But any endurance thing is just a nightmare for me. Like, it's just the worst. I, um, If I'm on the stationary bike, I'm going, oh, this is just painful. You <laughs> is know? it over yet? Is it over yeah. yet? Is it over? Oh, it's only been two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking down. Oh, if I could get to past 10 seconds from looking down, yeah. Andrew, I, I'd be happy. But I came um, because um, I've hit a different stage in my life, and I'm not sure how good or bad it is. Um, I do want to protect my future and not be foolish. But at the same time, I think wired into me is trying new things. And so I love to wakeboard. I love to snowboard. Not great at it, but good enough at it. Like, I I feel like I'm not great at anything, but good at a lot of things and enjoy that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So preserving things is important, but not eliminating uh, pushing the envelope a little is important too. And uh, so I started... I started coming over and, and talking to Adam about some things. And then he said, well, let's just, let's just try some things. And so I started with that. And I don't think I've touched a weight. Some of it's because of the pandemic, but some of it's not in over a year. Yeah. Other than like a kettlebell. Um, but traditional weightlifting I haven't done in a while. Um, I'm maybe the least flexible person in the world. <laughs> And so uh, Adam's the first one that said, Tim, we'll work on it, but it shouldn't be like your primary focus. Right. And what I've been impressed with as I've come to Oak is just, um, I don't want to say it in a, in a way that would sound bad, the science of it, it like the depth of understanding. Um, I, I've maybe been working out here for six months and I don't know that I've done the same exercise twice yet. <laughs> and I, that's unusual. Right. And and it's all related to where I'm at age-wise, where my, what my body type is, what my goals are. And then it's like I can never plumb the depth of the knowledge of the trainers, which is really good. And then, Lauren, you know I came to you yeah. and said 2020, of course, everything was closed down. But 2021, I have some goals that yeah. I'd like to uh, reach. And, and I'm having some problems. And I think some of it's nutrition yeah. and... Um, and what did you do? You said keep track for a week. Right, right. Yeah, Kept track and you at. looked at it <laughs> and immediately solved some of the problem. You know, a lot of the problems. Yeah. So People overcomplicate. I mean, it doesn't have to be that I hard. can tell you my energy's way up. For everyone listening, um, I told them to eat breakfast. Yeah. So I'm brilliant. Yeah. You should hire me, everyone. I'm a rocket scientist, <laughs> basically. She, <laughs> she looked at it and said, you're under eating and you need to fuel your body if you're going to keep up with your schedule. Yep. And... I can't believe that because probably for a decade I've been working on reducing my intake. Yeah, that's what we're told. Probably for ten years I've been yeah. I've been doing that, right. and um, my recovery's better. Yeah. My sleep at night is oh, better. Yeah. Like I, 
I, I'm some, it's almost like a magic pill yeah, that I, I took yeah. and a gift uh, in, in two weeks, I turn an age that like even is shocking to me, you know, um, but I'm going into it really excited about um, taking care of myself um, physically and emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. And then because of our connection, it's just easy. Yeah, I'll come in to warm up because I got to warm up early and Andrew will be coming right, right by then. He'll be coming to the door walking by me and, you know, I've got every vibrating kind of thing to relax my muscles or to, to take the soreness out. And Andrew walks by like, hey, Tim, <laughs> like totally it's normal. just normal. <laughs> hey, I still have to warm up too. I'm, I'm past that old age of 30, so I got I to gotta yeah. take my time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Remember you said that. Hey, I hope, hey, I hope I'm as, as strong as you and physical right? as you when I'm 60. I also hope I'm a blue belt by then at least. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, well, I'm Agreed. not worried about that. I'm not Agreed. worried about I just, I'm. I used to have the regrets, man, I wish I had found this when I was younger. And then I thought, what a waste of time that is. I'm just happy that I did find it. Right, um, exactly, yeah. So for you, I'm happy that you found it now. I'm happy that you found it sooner Yeah. than I did. I think you'll get more out of it than I got out of it, you know. Um, so I like that. But I, I do want to put my plug in for Oak Strength. Um, I, I have been to a number of trainers, and they're, they're great. They're really great. The timing of this was was perfect for me, um, and just the understanding. Um, because I'm a caveman, I don't want too many details. Right. So Lauren just gave me some basic details on nutrition. Adam <laughs> I mean, my just email was kind of lengthy. Now that I know that about you, I would have edited some things out no, maybe. <laughs> I guess this is what I would say. I don't like details unless it's something I'm interested in. Oh. Then okay. if I'm interested... Give it all. That will yeah. say that you can sense. go deep in details yeah, yeah, yeah. then. Okay. Um, or at least till I can handle the next step for me, I guess that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 So I do appreciate uh, not just being able to, you know, roll. And I don't know how weird that sounds to people who aren't in jujitsu. That's true. But yeah. um, I love that. Um, and then that I get to walk right next door yeah. and continue that in a different framework is, is really cool for me. And you know, I appreciate both of you. Like, I, I know you pour into me, and that's huge. That's, like, I'm at an age now where, um, not, not that I can't still do things, but I really do want to cheer people to find how you're wired yeah. and what fills you up, you know. Um, I love this quote, God's glory is man fully alive. And I love to see people just not lit up in the, the modern way of right, saying right. lit <laughs> but <laughs> but i love to see them yeah lit up because i think that's that's how god wired you that's what he made you to be living it like, imagine love e it. if every human on this planet was living their life that way right again fundamentally I, change everything i go to haiti and yeah. uh, i take a team down who they see the poverty they see but then we'll go to a school or we'll go to a church service in the middle of nowhere a kerosene lantern grass hut yeah and they're singing at the top of their voices so and uh, and uh the the people i take down will go why don't we have joy like this yeah. you know uh, i think it's because their life is so limited and so simplistic that they embrace what they can embrace which is a pretty good we go down to help them and i always tell the team you're going to get more than you got and always, they always yeah. come back saying man you know that that's amazing so I, that's what i would tell I love what you guys do. I love who you are. And I would say to you, just keep stepping into that. When you find it, Lauren, like, 
even if your grandma's telling you that, I and I get why she's telling know, you that. Yeah. My mom looks at me and yep. says yeah. every day when I go out the door, why? You know? <laughs> um, but I would say if it lights you up yeah. and fills you up um, and it's healthy, Right, that's a, that's an important last point. <laughs> if it's if it's healthy, a lot of things can light yeah. you up, fill you yeah. up, make you happy. That maybe you shouldn't have. That's a different that's kind a different, of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true, and yeah. it's funny. Like everybody jokes about oh, one thing. My sister always told me was her thirties were her favorite part of her life. She's just in her early forties now, and she's like, twenties are great, but you're still like floundering, yeah. like yeah. swimming in the dark, and like you're yeah. yeah, you do a lot of things, have a lot of freedom or whatever. But like she's like, when I turned thirty, it was like. I, I've, I found myself and I, I, that seems so like, oh yeah, okay, corny, whatever. But it's so true Yeah. where I would normally not have the gumption to just stand up to and be like, no, like this is what I want to do and fully believe that, believe yeah. myself and be like, uh, you know, a, a, assured in that. So yeah. it, it's interesting that you say that and I agree and I, 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 I love this year, 29 and 30's coming in July, but like I feel like I'm in the, the best point I've been in yeah. my life and finding things like jujitsu and the community and other people that encourage you to, yeah. to do these things. Keep growing. Like, that's yeah. what I look at you guys, and I think they just got this part. They're going it, to – it's an adventure life. It is, And yeah. um, in America in particular, we get to pursue a lot right. of adventures yeah. that a lot of the world doesn't get to. And we should enjoy that and give. You yeah. guys know that that's a big belief for me. Right. Um, I guess one other thing that I would say is uh, uh, before you guys came – and in many ways, even before, right when I was just starting training at CORE, we went through a family crisis like we had never had before. My wife, who's a runner and does her strength training three times a week, she's a whopping five foot tall. She says five one, but I'm saying five foot. Um, before she started working out with a trainer, was just below 100 pounds, so always 98 pounds. Then she started working out with a trainer, yeah. gained muscle, so she went up to 100 and saw three digits and panicked. Oh my you gosh. Know? But found that she felt better, felt felt stronger. Yeah. And um, she just came in. She's been into Oak twice now. Okay. Uh, and she's a teacher, so she can only come in on rare things. So last Monday, Columbus Day, she was out. She said, can I go in with you? And um, she's an endurance athlete more than an explosive athlete. So Adam, just it's just easy. Yeah. Like, it's just easy things for him on that. Yeah, he loves that. <clears throat> but three years ago, uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia, and it was uh, a really serious kind, an acute kind that, that can, from diagnosis to to death can be six months. So it, it was really intense. Um, we were in Colorado going on an adventure with friends of ours. We were going <laughs> to go whitewater rafting and ended up at the hospital and then rushed back here, went to Madison. Uh, long story short, uh, she needed a bone marrow transplant. Our daughter was the donor. Sarah was the donor. Uh, Deb's, I said she's a kindergarten teacher, so obviously she's doing well. Uh, it was a year of really, really rough, rough stuff on her. Um, but the doctor from the beginning said, we really feel good about this. And she said, why? Um, because she was bumping up against 60, which is usually the critical number. Yeah. And uh, he said, because uh, you have a great faith, you have a great support system, and you're in great shape. And we didn't know what that would mean. Like, this is, would be a big encouragement. My wife, if she were here right now, would be saying yeah. to people, take care of yourself uh, physically because... Um, you don't know what you're going to go through. So the, maybe the worst day for Deb, the team of doctors came in and she had a rash from her feet to her neck. She couldn't eat. She hadn't eaten in two days. She had sores in her mouth. Uh, she was tired, you know, sleeping most of the day. The team came in and they were all like smiles on their faces. Yeah. And as we were walking out the door, I followed 
the, the primary doctor out and I said, why are you so like encouraged by this? And he said, well, look at Deb. And she was talking to a nurse at that time. I looked back and all I could see, she's in bed. Uh, no, no hair. <laughs> She'd lost her hair, which was like a nightmare for her. Yeah. Rash. Um, hadn't eaten sores. And he said, look at her. And I'm looking at her like she looks like she's not going to make it. Right. And he said, Tim, at this point in the treatment, most people are languishing in bed saying, just let me die. I can't do this. And he said, Deb, and there's a lot of reasons, her faith, her relationships, but her physical strength that she had coming into this is helping carry the worst day. We're excited if this is her worst day. We're thinking we got this one. Okay. You know? So I guess that Deb has now started. She, she's unwilling still to go back to a big exercise place that she would normally go to just because of the pandemic. Uh, but she's come in here twice and loved it. And now saying to me, Hey, is it okay if I come, you know? Um, and that's not just on me. That's on when she comes in and meets people. And I said to her, she goes, why do you like, I said, you know, I've always thought I liked yelling coaches, you know, because I needed that mo- yeah. motivation. But I said, I've n- every one of the trainers is just easygoing, insightful, um, <laughs> like helpful. Um, and so she's experiencing that now. Yeah. And I love that she's going, okay, maybe, maybe I can, maybe this would be my outlet too. So right. she's just dipped her toes in the water and loves it already. But I wanted to say that component about if you're going to go through a big battle medically, yeah, better to be healthy. You know, the doctor said, I know it's crazy when I tell you this because I just told you you have leukemia. But the good news is you're really healthy. <laughs> right. You have leukemia, but you're really healthy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I do want to add that because I think if Deb was here, that would be the biggest component to her is you may never have to face a battle like that. But if you do, better to face it strong in the best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. Didn't mean to. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, um, that's, that's perfect. Okay. That's a perfect story to end yeah. on. I mean, this was the easiest fifty-minute conversation I've had in my life. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even, when you said that, I'm sorry. I probably said less than hundred words. <laughs> less than twenty, maybe. You yeah. got you got us two here. You're not going to get a word in edgewise. Well, but I I love the insight both of you gave me, Andrew. Like I do love that. You definitely have thought it way farther thought it through farther than me and I appreciate that makes it easier on me I don't have to do the work of it now I mean that's the beauty of worlds colliding yes. and, you know overlap yeah. and different yeah. worlds and that so Tim I you know I want to thank uh thank you for your time this was a fantastic conversation yeah. and I'm excited yeah good appreciate you too Pastor Tim man of mystery yeah let's keep the pastor down low okay. all right all right <laughs> and thank you guys for listening check us out oakstrength.com social media at Oak Strength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace.